Oh, what's going on? It's the Tamale Mafia Podcast, a place where everything and nothing collide, and I am back in town. Yeah, just got off the airplane, just got home from beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It's the first time I've ever been to California, and uh, man, it's really nice there. The temp, The temperature is like 60s, 70s, max, 50s at night. But uh, unfortunately, I was at a conference the whole time, so I saw most of San Diego through a window, and most of the air I breathed was recycled hotel air. So, uh, But I did get to get outside a couple of times, and that was pretty awesome. So here we are, back in town, another week in the Tamale Mafia universe, and uh, I have, sitting in the co-pilot seat, a very special guest today. This guy has been around longer than I have. He's uh, older than I am. A little bit, yeah. Uglier than I am. Yeah, pretty close. Um, very special welcome this week to my pops. My pops is sitting in the co-pilot seat. What's up, pops? Hola, muchacho. All right. Como le va? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm talking that way because you came from San Diego. That I came from sunny San Diego. Where it's uh, almost Mexico. Yeah, they have a lot of Mexican flags on buildings and stuff. I, th- I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. The only thing I can think about San Diego is boot camp, the Marine Corps boot camp, and I uh, don't hold <laughs> really fond memories of that place. Yeah, no fun, no fond memories of San Diego. All right, so first things first, as usual, got it. Oh, it's the That's Lacroix, the official drink of the Tamale Mafia podcast, Lacroix. This week we have passion fruit again. Hmm. Lacroix. Oh man, I it's so it good. Lacroix. 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 Yeah. Uh, in San Diego, they have now the cool thing about going to to San Diego. Well, it, this trip that I that I go on once a year is for a uh, corporate convention conference for a very well known hotel chain. And they, along with their partners, have enormous, a pretty enormous budget, and they take care of us really well. So they put us up in nice places, and they feed us and give us drinks. So one of the interesting things about it is that you get breakfast at like 7 a.m. Okay. And then uh, after breakfast, they bring out snacks. <laughs> right up, Right after. Yeah. <laughs> they choked me up there. Yeah. <laughs> the snacks after breakfast. Is, yeah. Okay. They clear breakfast and roll in the snack cart. Wow. The snack okay. cart stays, it's different every day. Okay. Sometimes it's pastries, sometimes it's fruit, sometimes it's like ham and cheese or... Ham and cheese? Yeah. You like in a sandwich or... No, no, like in a tray. Hordadors? Yeah. Or horsedadorsies. <laughs> horsedadors. Okay. Um, wow. So they, they'll roll that out, and that'll stay till lunch. They'll leave it. Sometimes they pull it out, depending on the place, but then they feed you lunch. Then there's afternoon snacks, which is a different menu snack. Wow. Then dinner, and then an evening snack that stays until like 10 or 11 at night. Along with, wow. the, with the snacks, like that's just snacks and food. Yeah. There's a table that is a constant stock of a huge tray of ice, and then every soda you can imagine... Bottles of water, bottles of juice of different kinds, liquid, apple juice, cranberry. Liquid diet, in case you're in a liquid diet. Yeah. And then they have like, 
a huge section that's just sparkling water. Wow. San Pellegrino is what we had this past week. So I drank, like, I, I would just grab a bottle or two and go sit at my desk and work. And I, at one point I looked down, I had like eight bottles oh, of San yeah, Pellegrino. Yeah. So you kind of got away from the La Croixy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, would, I mean, I didn't mean to cheat on LaCroix. <laughs> it's just, you know, when it's, you're in it, another it, town. It was given to you. If you're not, uh, what's that saying? If you're not with the one you love, love the one you're with. Well, also uh, what uh, happens in San Diego, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's, that's, a old, very, that's the old saying. That's a yeah. very famous one. What yeah. happens in San Diego it stays, stays, yeah. or in the Tamale Mafia podcast. <laughs> it, it, yeah, whatever happens in San Diego goes straight to the podcast. Mm. Oh, so the podcast. Speaking of the podcast, podcast is doing well. Something we had an anomaly last week. Look at this. Let me pull up this chart for you. Look at this. Boom! Spike. Huge spike right here last week. Monday. 122 downloads. Wow. Uh, and then right into Tuesday, 198 downloads. So those back-to-back pretty much doubled our listener base of all time. Man. You can see our previous spike had yeah. been 58. It was like two. Yeah. There's a there's five a, there. There's a, well, three, a, okay. one. There's a ooh, yeah. zero, zero, five, seven, eighteen. Yeah, so... You had a zero day, a five day, and then 122, yeah. 198, then zero, 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 zero. Boy, I hope we have... It's getting interesting. So uh, I'm guessing maybe everybody's getting on the... All the listeners, instead of picking and choosing different times of days and, and like curating it throughout the week, maybe yeah. they're like realizing when the shows come out, so they're getting them all right uh, when they release. Well, I hope we uh, I have hope so. a hit. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I hope that trend continues. Which <laughs> <laughs> is, it's fine yeah. if it doesn't. It was just kind of weird. I was watching it like, uh, is there a problem here? Am I reading this wrong? But no, this part's kind of weird because it this like this section here where it says zero downloads today. Right, that's not really accurate because I don't know what they consider today because it'll spike and then it'll go to zero and then it'll spike again. So uh, it could be all part of marketing just to kind of mess with your head, you know. Mm, yeah, maybe I don't have any <laughs> listeners at all. <laughs> hey, look, he did really well here. Why didn't he even do a podcast? We're That's killing good. on this podcast. Podcast, <laughs> podcast is doing great. Everybody I talk to is like, you do a podcast? <laughs> Where? What? You were on? It was. Yeah. What do you What do you mean podcast? <laughs> yeah, it could be just a fluke there. Yeah. But no, let's let's hope it's for real. Let's uh, let's hope it it does really good. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of for real, uh, I had a for real experience. <laughs> gonna, it's gonna be your. T- <laughs> is that that moment you had? <laughs> I had a moment. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I don't know how politically correct this story is gonna be. Um, so if you're offended easily, you can just fast forward through this, I guess, because I had an experience uh, on my way mm-hmm. to San Diego, uh, and you remember it well. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Um, like, I don't know how else to say it other than uh, there's some, there's something unforgettable about having your balls touched at 8 a.m. <laughs> by a stranger. A guy. Yeah. Well, it was kind of a guy. I mean, it was a guy. Oh, you. <laughs> it was definitely a guy. This is where the PC comes in. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to be offensive, but he was um, a gentle soul. He was a very gentle soul. <laughs> he, like, um, Bill Burr has this thing where he says that uh, there's there's a gay guy accent that like. <laughs> Like if all gay guys came from the same country, so there's like that British accent, the you know Mexican kind of accent, yeah, like mine. <laughs> yeah, and then you have you have like the gay guy accent. He doesn't know where it comes from. You know, I don't think anybody does, but they all have the same kind of inflections and stuff. So you can you can tell when you're talking to somebody. You can tell they might be if it's a guy, he he might be into guys based on how he talks. <laughs> And the fact or, that or his, feels you, his, <laughs> based on how how he where he puts his hands, <laughs> and for how long, <laughs> and how eagerly he does it, and uh, at the faraway look in his eye, mm. <laughs> or a close up look. Yeah. Oh, he was close up. <laughs> so I go uh, to the I go to the uh, check in. I get a little bit of anxiety going through airport check in check line like uh, security checks anyway. Because I think I I probably look like I I, I look more like a terrorist than I don't. <laughs> There's like that yeah, with a Middle Eastern look, yeah, like <laughs> a beard and like if you were given two options, like is this guy a terrorist or is he like a Jewish lawyer? <laughs> yeah, a terrorist. Yeah, we would probably lean towards terrorist. So I get kind of nervous going through, it. and I'm always afraid that like I'm gonna have the wrong idea or something they're going to like uh i don't know they're like going to sniff gunpowder on my hands or i don't know i'm always just thinking like something bad's going to go, go going to happen so I, I get a little bit of anxiety and um i do the whole thing and put all my stuff in the trays or whatever well i didn't um remember until i got through the little scanner thing that i had my keys in my back pocket oh. for my truck Beep, beep, I didn't, beep, beep, yeah, beep. I didn't remember that they were in my pocket. So I put everything in the on the deal and I slide this stuff through. And then he calls me over, like, "Okay, go ahead and step up here and do the thing." You know, put your hands. Well, I was wearing pants like jogger pants that had uh, drawstrings, and he goes, "Oh, <clears throat> can you tuck your drawstrings in?" Because I was like, "Drawstring? Like drawstrings is gonna throw this machine off?" I thought this machine was looking at my body, not yeah, my no, right your your form. Yeah, like. Here. I didn't even think it saw my clothes, first of all. Um, and so I go, uh, like, you mean, like, just tuck them in my pants? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I tuck my drawstrings in my pants. Uh, and which was already kind of awkward because these are drawstrings that are on the outside, so they're not meant to be worn inside the oh, pants. Yeah, so they so kind of, like, now they're yeah. looped around. So uh, we do that. I get the get, tuck the drawstrings, get in the position, zip, zip, the thing, you know, does a scan. And then I step out, and he, he had said, I'm not sure if it's going to set off the machine anyway. Um, and so then he, like, I don't know. It brings up an image, and it has, like, hot spots on the image. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, step over here. We're going to have to patch you down. Now, he, he didn't tell me what was happening, like, in the future. He just told me, like, a very brief synopsis. We're going to... We're gonna, I'm going to patch your pockets, and then I'm going to take go from your knee up. So we're going to patch your front pockets, your back pockets, and knee up. Okay. I was like, it's not that big. It's not a big deal. I mean, uh, and then he's like, are your pockets empty? And I was like, yeah. And then I checked my, I hit my back pocket, and I, realized, I was like, oh shoot, my keys. 
So I pulled my kids out. I was like, dude, I, I forgot I had my keys. Well, it's got like an electronic gate opener. So they go, oh, if there's an electronic, we have to run it through the scanner. Oh, boy. So they take my keys around. And, uh, and so then he goes, um, I had my wallet in my hand. He's like, can I see your wallet? So I hand him my wallet. And he's like looking through. Oh, yeah, they, go, they do that. They kind of pull stuff out of Yeah, it. he was like leafing through my wallet. He goes, um, he was like trying to pull, his, pull the cards out. And my wallet was like packed full of stuff. Yeah. And so I go, sorry, it's kind of tight. And he's like, he's like, no, I just need to check the dark ones. And I was like, just the dark ones? Wow, that's prejudiced. And <laughs> I go, just the dark ones? And he's like, yeah, because uh, they make, um, I guess they make knives now that look, they're credit card knives that are black. Okay, right. So they, they're going to make them all black now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're only, they only make them in black, apparently. Oh, wow. Uh, so if there was a blue one, yeah. you're safe. Okay. You can take that on the airplane. So let guess what they're going to make the nice <laughs> what color they're going to make white red blue yeah. especially red white and blue you could have them all together people they would salute you yeah but it's actually a knife yeah <laughs> you can take that on the plane all day just not a black one <laughs> that sounds kind of kind of sketchy to me yeah so finishes that and then so then the other there's, there's two guys now so man bun was doing the wallet check uh, you got a <laughs> Yeah. This, oh, you hate that. This guy. They allow that in TSA? Yeah, he had a he had a man bun. Oh, my gosh. And a little, like, straggly goatee thing. Yeah. The other guy that was had was initially talking with me was, like, he had short blonde hair, beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> His eyebrows were perfectly oh, manicured. Very old, on yeah. fleek. Oh, my God. Um, so then. A little bit of mascara. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Some lip gloss. <laughs> it's chapstick. chapstick. It's chapstick. <laughs> okay, back yeah. to So <laughs> he he uh so he, he goes, Okay, I'm gonna pat your pockets. He goes, Do you want a privacy screen? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was I like I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I was like, No, I don't care. I mean I'm thinking like, I was not aware of what was about to happen. Oh, I was still thinking he's just gonna pat my pocket like and I'm gonna said. walk away. He's a liar. So he he pats my pockets. He goes down to my knees, like runs up my knee into my like right up my leg. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Then he goes turn around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Did put on a rubber glove. <laughs> no, yeah, he had rubber gloves on. Oh God. He had already had, he had already put them on. And so he goes, uh, turn around. He goes, now I'm going to do your buttocks. Uh, uh, and I mean, have you never had a guy say he's going to do your buttocks? <laughs> I had a doctor once say that, but he, you know, it was different. <laughs> wow. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to check your buttocks with, with the back of my hand. Okay. Uh, I was thinking he's going to pat my pockets. Like, you know, you yeah, got anything in your pat, pockets, right. like a little uh, good game kind of pat, right, like, yeah, you, you know, whatever. Nice, yeah. No, this guy Great was play. like, like I have, I have paid masseuses <laughs> for less contact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this was like, he, he was rubbing side Rub. to side, back and forth uh, on my ass for like, it felt like eternity. It yeah. was probably 
No wonder he wanted a privacy screen. <laughs> he wanted the privacy screen. <laughs> he wanted it. Yeah, when I said no, he was like, damn it. Dang it. I want some more privacy. <laughs> There's cameras here. Yeah, so he rubs, 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 rubs. And I was like, okay, you know, that's enough hey, rubbing. All right, I got, I'm getting chapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so he... Now, I I don't know. I consider myself a... I mean, I mean, I have my own sense of fashion. Like, I'm not... I'm not trendy, but I kind of follow some trends, and then I just make my own way. Way, but like, I like, I, I like saggy pants. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I wear, I buy these extra long T-shirts so that when I'm out in public, I'm not showing my ass to the world. Right. Yeah. Of course. So he <laughs> grabs my shirt and lifts it up, and immediately says, "Uh, sir, can you pull up your pants?" Now, I was like. <laughs> First of all, nobody told you to lift my shirt up. I've seen that view before. <laughs> Unintentionally, like, uh, yeah. Aaron, put a shirt on. Yeah, nobody told him to lift my shirt. So he goes, um, can you lift your shirt or pull your pants up? And I was like, now I'm thinking there was like the entire group of people that were at the airport at the time were all old. There was like... <laughs> A group of grannies in line behind me. There was, I mean, no young people, no men, just grannies, wow. like all gray hair grannies a, and yeah. me. And so now I have officially shown my ass, my boxer brief ass to a line of grannies. And they were probably thrilled, were they? They were like, oh my God. Well, I was thinking after that, I was like, somewhere in the air right now, yeah. there is an airplane full of horny grandmas. <laughs> go, wait until I get home. Wait a minute, there's somebody there. <laughs> Harold? <laughs> oh, man. Mm. I saw this hairy man. <laughs> this man beast. <laughs> this... <laughs> so... Uh, I mean, okay. So I pull my pants up to regulation. He almost said down. Yeah, I pull them up to regulation. Uh, and then here's when I knew I was in trouble. Like, I was still kind of thinking, like, this was, I was not going, this wasn't going where I, where I ended up going. Right. I was still unaware. Uh, but I knew I was in trouble when he said, Sir, can you widen your stance? Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I knew it was I was I was busted at that. I knew uh, it was over. Man, I knew that I was about to lose my TSA virginity in front uh, of all these people. Man. And the grannies were going, "Yes, please, <laughs> wider." I mean, I thought, okay, they have a carpet with two feet prints on it. Yeah, I was standing on the feet prints. But he wanted you to go to the next footprint. <laughs> Yeah. Like the third footprint. Yeah, I, th there was I, apparently the feet print aren't in the right spot for me. I don't know, <laughs> sir. Can you widen your stance? And I was like, Oh boy, uh, okay. So I assume a new position. This guy, I don't know how many knuckles hit my balls. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> it was like doop, 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 doop. Like <laughs> tip of the finger, first knuckle, the second knuckle, all the way to the. To the, to the fist, they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> he fisted you. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like, 
Oh. I mean, just straight in there. Yeah, yeah. He, there was no like. He was searching. He, yeah. There was no caress. No, no please. There was no no <laughs> gentle. No, even though he looked gentle, he. Uh, yeah. yeah, all of the. He was done with the foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> he went. It went. These are mine. <laughs> yeah, he went straight in. Bang. <laughs> And uh, attacked the boys yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah, once yeah. wasn't enough. Twice, sure I think were... he would make sure that in case he felt something. I was like, you could have at least clipped your fingernails this morning, sir. <laughs> Those are quite sharp. I, you got the hangnail on me. <laughs> you got this thing a hangnail. Sir, ah. do you not own a nail file? <laughs> Come on. Oh, my gosh. So, so then he walks over. He goes, okay. <laughs> He had the most smug look on his face when he peeled his gloves off. Like, yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, you can't see that on the podcast, the face I just made, but it was, it's like that. With a, a roll up idol. That like, this is disgusting. It was just so um, terrible that I had to touch your. Ew. Sweaty. Yeah. I just, in his brain, he was, I just heard, ew. Ew. So then he, uh, he said, hold your hands out. Okay. And he was gonna he was gonna rub my palms with this piece of paper. Oh yeah. The... And he's like thumbs in. I was like okay. Like he goes hold your hand like this. So I did. He goes thumbs in, and I was like all right. Well, like okay. Golly. <laughs> and so then he takes the paper and he goes whatever, sticks it in the machine, and of course it comes back with a green you know like whatever. No, he's fine. He hasn't blown up anything recently. Yeah, so they let me they let me go at that point. So whatever, I had a interesting. That was my violation. I was like, do I get a Me Too pin now? Yeah, the, the, those guys, those are the most. The TSA. Like, here's here's my take on the TSA. The only other guys that have a worse uh, failure rate is weathermen, and <laughs> both of these guys keep their jobs. You imagine if, when we're doing engineering. If we had a 95% failure rate, if any airplanes would be flying right now, we wouldn't need a TSA. <laughs> they would all be crashed because of the fact that we were so crappy at our jobs. But these guys have never caught anybody. They, I mean, they, they, they're, they just do is harass travelers. That's all they do. They, they don't do nothing else. I mean, uh, it's, it's another government agency that doesn't, uh, it's as effective as any government agent is, and that's pretty dismal. Anyway, that's my take on it. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking like, what did I do to to get on that radar? And so, okay, maybe I, I did leave my keys in my pocket, but they didn't they didn't say, "Sir, what's in your pocket?" I yeah. found the keys. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and told them, "Oh, hey, I have my keys in my pocket." You know, I realized after I walked away and I went to eat my Whataburger taquito breakfast. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> We should get them as a sponsor. That'd be with a with a Lacroix, dude. I, I ordered. I've never done this before. The Whataburger taquito is only available in morning hours. Right? right. I just happened to be at the airport in the morning. I got to go for this. I ordered. You can get the the Whataburger taquito in with bacon, with potatoes, or with sausage. 
since I had just had my balls manhandled. Yeah, yeah you 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 felt hungry. I yeah. I was you gotta have you get the munchies after that, apparently. It was like mmm. <laughs> they they don't let you smoke in there, so Yeah, you the next best thing was taquitos. Yeah, I tripled up. I went You did it you said the trifecta. You, you shut the works. Gimme sausage, bacon, and potatoes. Do it all. Oh dude, it was awesome. With cheese. Wow. And I don't normally like cheese on eggs, but I like cheese in those taquitos. Man, it was good. So as I was ordering my breakfast, I reached into my pocket, and I had my, my earbuds in my pocket the whole time that I did the whole pat down and went through the whole thing. The earbuds were in my pocket. Never, I mean, he felt my pocket. He, and was... he, he never once said, sir, what's in your pocket? I feel something in there that feels like wires. Yeah. No, like, no questions. No, no, of course not, because they're 95% failure rate. It's, it, that, that's what they are. They just, it's, it's a charade, it's a facade. All it is, it's a feel-good, kind of like uh, people that they just come up with little logos and uh, to make everybody feel safe, but there's nothing safe about it. They're, they're at the mercy of, if an actual thing was going to happen, it was going to happen, because these guys are not going to stop any of that. They're just not. They're not. They're absolutely another government agency that that does as bad as expected. They they they're just terrible. I mean, I can understand the pat down, right? The pat down is is effective in finding things that people are hiding in places that are not visible. That's okay. It was not comfortable, but I understand the concept behind it. But the fact that I had something in my pocket that he never questioned. Two me things: on. the keys and the pods. The keys and the ear pods. Was like, or buds, whatever. Yeah, earbuds. It. Was like, what are you looking for? What is the purpose here of this task that you just went through to uh, make sure that I wasn't hiding something when technically I was hiding something? Yeah, and they didn't find it. You did. And I didn't you told know, them, and they didn't do nothing about it. It was kind of okay. Yeah, there were yeah. two things: my earbuds and my keys that I didn't know. I had forgotten were even in my pockets, but. Technically, I was hiding both of those items, and they didn't do nothing about it. It just one I gave saying. up, the other one I, I didn't, and, and he didn't find it. He no, and he went to the pocket that they were in. He he padded that pocket, and still yeah, never didn't I, either. Didn't feel him, didn't recognize him, didn't question him, didn't care. I don't know, but I was like, what is the point of this? What are, what are you doing? So yeah, the, you know, we get to uh, San Diego and we do our our week there. So all week, the guys are making fun of me. They're like, you know, just going on about how I got uh, decimated at the TSA and got, you know, all this stuff. And it was a big joke, and it was hilarious. Everybody was laughing. Hashtag me too. Yeah, the hashtag me too movement. (laughs) Now I'm a part of it. Uh, Because that was against my will for sure. Yeah. But, so I I had told the boss guy, J.D., I'm like, you know, for all the shit you're giving me over this, guess who's going to get it going back? It's karma. probably going to be Car- you. Karma. And I'm going to laugh my ass off. The karma. <laughs> so here we go. We get to the San Diego airport. Now, I told JD on the way to the airport in the Uber, I said, if they stop me uh, in the TSA check line, I'm shaving my beard. I'm shaving my head. I'm done with this look. Because... You're going to wear tight clothes. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to... Spendix. Yeah, my whole look is going to change because this obviously is putting me on some kind of watch list. Yeah. Uh, And so um, we had another good laugh about all that. And then 
So then we get through. We get to the. Uh, oh, we get to. We the the Uber guy drops us off at the curb, and we walk over to the like curbside check-in thing. Yeah. And there's a bunch of guys working that check-in line. So JD goes to one, and another guy calls me to the next one. So we're next to each other, but we're not. You know, we're not working together. We're working separately. So I get my luggage stuff done with the guy, and uh, I, I start to walk away, and then JD tips his his guy that was helping him and the guy that was helping me. But the guy that was helping me didn't know that JD and I were together. He just, like, all, he's helping me. I start to walk away, and now this guy next to him is now handing him cash. So he's really confused. So he's like, sir, are you with him? And I go, oh, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and so then, um, now, JD, if, JD doesn't, wouldn't look anything like like he doesn't look anything like me. He's, uh, I think he's a little shorter than I am. Um, completely bald, <laughs> um, gray, gray goatee. Like he's Hispanic, but you wouldn't you wouldn't confuse us for father and son unless you're adopted. I don't think he's that much older than me anyway. And so he goes, uh, "Sir, are you with him?" And I go, "Oh yeah, that's my dad." And the guy goes, oh, dad's taking care of you, huh? And I'm like, dad always does. <laughs> <laughs> and JD looks at me and he's like, what the fuck? And so he goes, hey, you think I would have a kid this ugly? <laughs> <laughs> and the guys go, oh, sir, that is rude. <laughs> that's rude. That's your son. That's your and I go, he's just jealous. <laughs> that's right. He's jealous. We walked away. So we go to the to the security check check in line, and we're still teasing each other about who's going to get it. And JD had said during the week that when we got closer to the to the checkpoint, that he was going to say something like, "Hey, how's your family over in Syria?" Or you know, <laughs> are they still in the shelter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that would really put me on the radar. Um, you're like, didn't you, uh, or like, how was your trip to Egypt or something? You know, just really, really in, kind of innocuous, but also like to perk up the ears. And so I was like, dude, if you do that, I mean, I'm going to be so screwed because there's no way that, then what do you do? Because if, if you're with somebody and they say, how was your trip to Syria? Yeah. And you're was, like, nuh-uh. <laughs> you know? How was a training camp? Yeah. And then, you know, then obviously if you're like, nuh-uh, he's lying. You know, now, now it even makes you look even more guilty. So you just kind of, you'd just be stuck. You would just have to deal with it at that point. So we go, we, there's like two parts uh, for those that aren't familiar with the security checkpoint. I think most people are by now, but. There's two parts. There's like a person stationed at a little kiosk. You hand them your boarding pass and your ID. And then um, they check that and then they say, okay, they give you your ID back and then you go on to the rest of the line where you can like take your shoes off and take all your stuff out of your backpack, run it through the line, whatever. So we were just getting, we just got to that kiosk point. And JD was in front of me, so he hands the lady his ID, and she goes, okay, just wait right here. We'll have somebody come help you. 
And my, my first thought was they think he's an old man. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> senile or something. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have somebody come help you. Yeah. So he goes... We'll bring the wheelchair. <laughs> he goes, help me? And he looks at me and he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. And so he goes, he asked the girl, did you say help me? And she goes, yes, sir. And he goes, help me do what? And she's like, well, just wait right here. We're going to have oh, somebody... Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> You're going to have somebody come help you. And he goes... I don't need any help. <laughs> so she's just waiting right here. And so I, he looks back at me and he goes, what? And I go, yeah, I don't know. And so then. I don't know, dad. Yeah. How was your trip to Syria, dad? <laughs> you get him back, yeah. <laughs> and so he goes, uh, so, oh, so she, then she opens the little a security line, the little drawstring security line. And she says, just come this way and i'm like oh shit yeah, it's, it's over. his turn yeah he's gonna get it and i started laughing and he looks back at me and i'm just rolling i'm just rolling like oh man i i called it this car like karma is gonna kick him Jeez, in the ass right now <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm watching him now they got like this other guard comes over and they kind of like take him to the side and i heard someone say uh, something about electronics, and he said, "Yes, I'm a photographer. I have a, I have gear." And then she said, "Well, you're gonna we're gonna have to turn everything on, like something like is it charged? You have batteries, whatever." There's a conversation about this gear that he has. So I make my way through the line, and I get get checked and everything. You know, just I went through the normal. Did I got you- through the line, and now. Uh, <laughs> This this time I'm wearing pants that have zippers on the pockets, so they're like, "Sir, are your pockets empty?" And I go, "Yeah, but I have these zippers." And they're like, "It's okay, don't worry about it." Yeah, we're, and we're used to that. I had I had these uh, Under Armour slides, like not flip flops, but the little slide that you slide on. Yeah, I had those, and I put those on the little conveyor belt. And the guy behind the security thing, the TSA guy, was like. It's so dumb that they make us put flip-flops on the thing because who's going to hide a bomb in a flip-flop, yeah. right? So on one side of the room, it's very much like, this is dumb. You know, don't worry about your zippers. Don't worry about these flip-flops. JD, on the other hand, is on the other side of the room having a whole other experience. <laughs> the Nazis are over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get through the little scanner thing, and apparently one of my zippers, I guess, uh, on my pants didn't. Maybe it maybe have caused some concern. So the guy goes, "I'm gonna pat your pocket real quick," and I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go." Here we go. <laughs> but it, it was he just he just patted right where the zipper is, and he goes, "Okay, come on." That was it, and I was like, "Wow, I mean, these guys don't even know the procedures from one place to the next. It's like they no, they, it's TSA. I they're mean, operating they're just, on their own their they, own systems. Yeah, their own uh, every. As a matter of fact, every city uh, airport has. Their own little agendas. I mean, they do. They're what they concentrate on. I mean, read so many reports on on all the abuses that they cause to children, to old ladies in the wheelchairs, and I mean, they, they just it's, it's a free for all. Yeah, yeah. So I've I got through my part, and then I turn around. And I don't see JD. I'm like, where are they taking? Where do you go? <laughs> so help, helping him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, here he comes. He's got no shoes on. He's walking. They sit him down. Now, six agents. Gah. 
have made a circle around him. That's how busy they are. <laughs> yeah. There's like one lady doing all the work and five or four people uh, standing around watching him. Like Oh, like at the construction site. <laughs> yeah. Not watching the lady work, watching him. <laughs> so I, In case he makes a break for it. I take a picture and send it to our buddy and I'm like, how many TSA agents does it take to keep us safe from this old man? <laughs> and... And the look on JD's face is like he he's going to kill somebody very soon if this doesn't end soon. And so he's furious and I'm laughing. I'm still laughing at him. And so it turns out, okay, fast forward a little bit. They start they take all his stuff out. They go through all his gear. They're they're like Now, the lady that's doing the work is like an older Mexican lady, probably a grandmother to great-grandmother like older lady never seen a camera before (laughs) yeah and i was thinking you're you're giving her a piece of advanced really expensive technology a digital digital camera multiple digital camera bodies and you're gonna give it to her and she's supposed to tell you if it's a proper piece of equipment or not like she's supposed to check it out to make sure that it's working the way it's supposed to work i mean how would I, I, I don't know. If maybe she's the one that took the the, the camera class. You know, do they the have, only one of the six? Yeah. Do they have like training on all these these technologies so that pe- they know? I mean, I would think they would need to to do that job. But then you see the way she was handling the equipment, and you're like, this lady has probably never touched a camera before in her life. She has. She takes a, a DSLR camera body with no lens on it. First, she dropped a filter on the floor, concrete floor. Like, great, that's probably broken. Then she's like, how do you turn this on? And he goes, you have to, she goes, here, turn it on. He goes, well, it doesn't have a battery in it. So she goes, she's digging through stuff. She finds the batteries. She gives him the batteries. He puts the battery in. He turns it on. She turns the camera on. She's looking at it, looking at all of the, the sides of it and stuff, looking, turning it around. Then she holds her eye up to the viewfinder, like not the not the screen on the back, like the right. actual viewfinder. She she puts her eye up to it, and she like is holding the camera, and with her eye against the viewfinder, and she's looking around, like she's rotating her head in yeah. different directions, like she's looking around through this viewfinder. She's not going to see anything. There's no lens. <laughs> There's no lens to fo- to to have a focal point. There's like uh, you're going to see just like a blurry blip of light. And and what is the moving it around going to accomplish? I mean, I can okay, if she was shaking it, if she was like pushing buttons to see if one of them was a detonator, is she like sniffing it for residues? Wait, and see, and that's how stupid that is. Now, okay, let's suppose that if you push the the shutter button, it would detonate. That's the last thing I would want to be. <laughs> I would never be pushing that button. I mean, how can, how can I? What kind of an idiot would would trigger uh, anything oh, yeah. that might be explosive? I mean, that's how stupid it is. Yeah, that's how ineffective they are. Yeah, I was like, what is she? What kind of class did they go to that says, look, if you get a camera with no lens, make sure you move it around while looking yeah. through it, just because. Act like you know what you're doing. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing, lady? And so she she does that, and then um, she's like rubbing a piece of paper, like the little detonator paper, like explosives paper. Oh, yeah, over residue, all the residue. The stuff, and then she's running it through the machine. They're checking every freaking single thing he has. All his cameras, 
his whatever clothing he had in his carry-on, his the zippers, the the bags, all of his like his hands, his feet, his pants. I mean, they're but <laughs> yeah, they're rubbing this little papers on everything and running it through the machine, and every single piece of freaking paper is coming up green light. No yeah. problems. No no problems. Like move on. No alarm. No alarm. No alarm. Finally, his fucking shoes come down the line and they go, oh, his shoes didn't pass. So they send his shoes back and now they're like, okay, his shoes, there's a problem with his shoes. They smell. <laughs> they <laughs> smell <probably> like <laughs> shit. Did you step in a dog turd? <laughs> Our machine is indicated. There's some fecal matter. <laughs> some Purina. It's a Purina mix. Yeah, so... Oh, they had him take his cell phone. They had like a cell phone case. They had to take it apart. Well, he didn't have. He had to have like a tool to pry pry the thing apart with, because it wasn't just going to pop off. Like it doesn't just. Yeah. It wasn't just going to slide off. They don't give him any tools to work with. They just like no, do it. And he's like freaking sitting there trying to and knock his nervous. Break this thing out. off of his his phone, and it's not happening. So I'm sitting nearby, and I'm still laughing at him. And he looks at me. and goes. Do you have any tools? And I'm like, no, I don't have any tools. Like, yeah, I yeah. came through the TSA check line with screwdrivers <laughs> and drill bits, pocket knives. Yeah, I got a, yeah. I got a jackhammer in my pocket. A box. Cutter. They didn't find. So I go, no, I don't have any tools. And so he's like, damn, I need something like a quarter, anything. I was like, no, I don't have anything. So then I remembered I had my truck keys from the first. Trip. Yeah, because of course you, because you didn't turn them in. <laughs> yeah. So. uh he goes, yeah, that'll work. So they go, watch him. All right. Watch The him. lady goes, watch him. And now I set my my bag down and I'm unzipping it. What? <laughs> and, uh, uh, you did, just came through the line yourself. Yeah, I just got through. Ch- ch- yeah. Security. Watch him. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, what am I going to hand JD a handgun? Here, yeah. buddy, run. And run. Shoot everybody. Save us. <laughs> and so I unzip my bag and I stick my hand in and they're like, there's like now three agents watching me. I pull my keys out. Keys. And uh, hand them to the guy. And the guy, the CSA guy takes my keys and he's like inspecting them. He looks at them. Oh my God. They give you, they give you. Held it up to his eye, moved it around. <laughs> it's a camera. <laughs> Patted it a couple of times with the back of his hand. No, he's like, he looks at my keys and stuff. And then he hands them to JD and JD uses them to pry his phone apart. Then the guy gets the keys back and hands them back to me. I'm just like, dude, are you kidding me? I mean, this is so... What are you doing? What are yeah. you really it, accomplishing here? It's a charade, man. That's all it is. It's just a big facade. People, they, 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 they want to justify their jobs. That's all it is. They found... Whatever they found on his shoes, they ended up taking him to a private room where they did the whole uh, pat down. He says they didn't do his crotch. I think I they did. I think, think he, they, yeah. I think they did a cavity check. <laughs> I was like, dude, they took you in that room. There was two guys in there yeah. with him. Big guys. I know they had him drop his pants. He just uh, didn't want to tell yeah. me. You do. You will never admit. He says they didn't. They didn't do that. He, he was walking weird when he came. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He kept, he tried to sit down in chairs. He kept sliding off. <laughs> Oh, he can't. He couldn't sit down. The, yeah. the jelly was just sliding right off of the. Kind of sit on JD, one cheek. JD, why can't you sit in the seat? He's on the floor every time. How come you sit on one cheek? <laughs> why are you walking so gingerly? What's that sloshing sound? You're not laughing anymore, <laughs> Dad. 
So they put him in a room. Meanwhile, they call a, a explosives expert from the Navy. <laughs> from my rack. <laughs> Somewhere from yeah. my, uh, where's the other place? Oh, it's kind of sad. This guy comes. He's got a, like combat pants and a black shirt tucked in. He's an old man, but you could tell he had, Oh, I imagine some SEAL-looking guy. You know, no, he it, probably uh, was. He's probably some, retired now or something. And, and now he's stuck with TSA duty. Yeah, know? he's working at the airport as an explosives expert. Oh, my God. He looks so annoyed that they called him over there for a pair of fucking shoes that probably yeah. had nothing on him. Yeah. And so he's talking, and I just heard him say something about, like, go to the elevator and go downstairs, and I was assuming that they were talking about JD, like they were going to haul him off, and I was like, damn. That's it. And all I was thinking was, I knew I should have got my check yesterday. <laughs> I'm not going to get paid now. <laughs> I was having a nightmare about how was I, how was I going to find JD. I was like, I guess I'm going to sit at the airport until they let him go and catch him on the other side because, man, I should have got that check yesterday. Oh, man. So they, uh, they haul him off. No, they don't haul him off. The guy, I thought they were going to haul him off. The guy ends up saying, I guess basically saying, it was nothing. There was no big deal. Another failure. <laughs> yeah, he like he was looking at something through a through a glass eye, like a spyglass looking thing. I don't know what, like a magnifying glass. I don't know what he was looking at. Maybe a test, the, the logos he was uh... test result. No, he wasn't looking at the shoes. He oh. was looking at a piece of paper with a little magnifying glass. I'm guessing maybe it was like the test results or oh, something. the powder, the, the or test something, paper yeah. or something. Um, Good God! So he walked off, and then they let JD pack up all his stuff and go. And I was like. I told JD, I said, you know, dude, because he was still pissed and I was still laughing at him. But I did get nervous for a little while because I was like, they're taking this too far. They're, they didn't see anything to cause them to be concerned about him. They just picked him out of the line. They, were cons- they, they just picked him. As soon as he handed them his ID, it was in the system already for him to be the, a chosen yep. one. So they went through all of that crap like... It, it felt. It feels like a setup. Right. Like, th- you didn't say or do anything to deserve that. They just decided they were going to find something, and they were going to keep digging and keep digging and go through all this stuff and more stuff until they found something to match. It's like the Russia collusion. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mueller. is a Mueller team, yeah. Those like, are tactics that the government uses. I mean, even police officers got in trouble for not having probable cause for pulling somebody over, or your taillight wasn't working or whatever, and yeah. they're just digging for, so you got drugs, where you're coming from. You know, it, it's just the same thing, but TSA has the authority to do it, and if you don't uh, go through with it, then they'll, they won't let you fly forever. That's it. You can never fly again. And they have the authority to do it, and the laws behind them. And and as a citizen, you don't have any rights to to fight it other than uh, file a lawsuit, and it'll get thrown out because you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, what are you, what are you gonna say uh, against them? They're gonna say, well, the certain certain measures we have to take to ensure the safety of the public, right? If you have to inconvenience one to save millions of lives or whatever. What are they? What are they actually saving? They haven't done anything ever, ever to, to uh, catch somebody uh, that actually a terrorist uh, that prevented this. Look at all the stats and 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 anything that the TSA has ever done to stop any hijacking or anything. A hijack is going to happen with or without the TSA. I mean, they are because this happened already with them. You know. Yeah. 
and so and so if anybody has ill intent they're going to do it one way or another i mean it's okay to be checked uh, you know boarding pass and id and i'm, I'm all cool with all that but this uh, needless harassment of being uh, searched and and detained for no reason whatsoever if you did something to warrant that if right. you were acting weird yeah if uh, you yeah. were like like if you were a drunk pilot or something you know <laughs> you know those guys get on the airplane you know yeah if you were doing something weird uh or you were obviously wearing a disguise or something there yeah. was something about you that, that stood out that's like that, that's not normal we need to check what's going yeah, on with the guy this guy he's got this uh, weird backpack with some wire sticking out of it it was something yeah blatant you know your, but, feet, your shoes are smoking yeah i mean you know and they were talking about shoes another stupid thing one guy a complete idiot uh, uh the the shoe bomber guy one guy tried uh blowing up an airplane with his shoes it was a complete dud a failure no one, no other terrorist has ever used that tactic before or since and had never been a, an effective way of, of doing anything explosive to bring down an aircraft or anything. And because of that one guy, which was a failure, everybody has to take their shoes off <laughs> from yeah. that, since then. And yeah. it's the most retarded thing because TSA didn't catch that. Or who, uh, I'm sure that there was a TSA at that time. Uh, okay, so it was overseas or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is it didn't work. He got on the airplane with those shoes. He tried to light them up. They didn't work. The crew beat the crap out of the passengers. They tied him up and they arrested him. And he's still in prison for, you know. But now we still have to take our shoes off on a failed uh, attempt. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing. I was like, I go, J.D., what the fuck could have possibly been on your shoes that set off the machine? We... We were at the hotel. We went to. We Ubered to breakfast. We Ubered back to the hotel. We Ubered to the airport. Whatever may have been on his shoes, because he goes, "Oh, these shoes are brand new. I don't know." So it's not like he was wearing them at the gun range last week, or well, you know, I mean, he could have stepped on anything that, that had some uh, a firecracker. Who knows what? I mean, you know. Yeah. But the bottom, the the thing is that that was before he got pulled over. You know, pulled aside. Yeah. Uh, he hadn't had his shoes inspected at that time. Yeah, but, but even at that, they said, "Aha, we got something. We found something." Yeah, we found yeah, something. It worked. And it was nothing. It was nothing. They said they didn't find anything. Yeah. Again, ninety-five percent failure rate. And so they stand to this day as one of the most ineffective agencies the government has ever put together. Well, they don't even know what they're doing. It's, it's obvious from the fact that they, the way they handled him and his equipment and stuff, that they didn't know what they were. That they don't really know what they were doing. What, when they put him in the little room, the lady, the old lady that was that was working with him, she walked over to the desk where like the main uh, bad bitch was, I guess, the head head bitch, and she was like, um, "Did you swipe your own hands?" And the lady was like, the old lady was like, "I know, I forgot. I, I have tortillas. I I forgot to do it. I have taquito. Well, hurry up and go do it. Like, and then don't forget your images or whatever. You know, the things that she had to do." Like, they don't. She didn't even know their own procedures. Like, yeah. you know, she had to be reminded that she was supposed to swipe her own hands because she'd been handling his stuff. And just in case something in his bag didn't make it into the machine, but happened to make it onto her hand. Yeah, it's like, dude, they just were. 
digging for to find anything. What, what, what and I'm like, what? Uh, what is this? Trace evidence uh, when uh, you contaminate the evidence because you don't know what you're doing. Like uh, that's why a lot of people have gotten off on a conviction because the uh, investigators have blo- uh, botched the the investigation because they didn't handle the the evidence properly. And they're doing the same thing because they're allegedly handling evidence, and but they're not even following uh, the the correct way of doing things. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I could. What I what happened to me in Dallas when I, when we were headed to San Diego? I mean, I could kind of justify how that unraveled because of the things that were in my pocket and you know maybe the way I look and things like that. But the fact that if you hand your ID to somebody and the the machine. The system says, "Fuck this guy yeah, over." We got him. We we get a we got to get this guy. He's a passenger coming back on a return flight from a known terrorist, San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, of all places. I mean, as if nobody traveled to San Diego. I mean, it's like not a a tourist trap or not a a convention place. I mean, it's just this random uh, place in the Middle East. It's in the United States, and they still harass people. American citizens, I mean, they harass them more than, than anything. And it, it is absolutely uncalled for. It is ridiculous, and they need to improve their, their, their system, you whatever know, it is. If the, if, the, if the local police operated like that, where not where they were, uh, where they were coming up with ideas like, oh, your taillight was out, so I pulled you over. Not, not that. I'm talking about... If the if the local police had a system where every so often it would punch up an address and say you got to go uh, tear through these people's house yeah but knock the door down forget about go the, knock yeah. their door down go through all their stuff we don't need a warrant randomly have they committed a crime we don't know we don't know but maybe have they have they been seen doing anything we don't know it just it's a random system that just picks people and the so police go knock their door down like the Mueller Dude, investigation if yeah. they if the police operated like that people would be in the streets rioting. Yep. How is it any different for the TSA to do that randomly? You hand your ID. Oh, you have to come out. Now, we go through after they finally released him and he calmed down. I told him that, like, I was also nervous for him there for a little bit. Because you're pay, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I told him, uh, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, I was nervous because I, I was like, yeah, fuck, I, I should have got my yeah, check yesterday. Should have gotten paid yesterday. Um, we kind of started joking again, and so then we go get in the, the boarding line. They're going to board our aircraft. We go get in line. Here they come again. The TSA is freaking walking down the line asking for everybody's IDs. Like, we've done this three times now. Yeah, we've gone through that checkpoint. We gave our ID. The second checkpoint, we gave our ID. Now we're at the third checkpoint. We have walked maybe 20 yards. From the last time that you had gloves on and us. you can't li- leave there without coming back in, without being inspected. Right. I mean, it's I was like, like a- where do you think I could have gone that I'm not the person I was when I've crossed that line? Yeah. I it's- walked 20 yards from over there to here, and now I might be somebody else. Let me check it. Let's check our IDs. This, I mean, we were now in this little, in this little line, right? They're coming through. They're checking IDs. Everybody, I had put my ID in my backpack because I was like, I don't need it anymore. Well, now I'm digging through stuff, so I get it all out. I I show them, thanks. Now they go. Now you can put your ID away, and just use your boarding pass. Like for this, the third time. Yeah, yeah. For the, now for the third time, right? 
But what I didn't realize until I, until I got closer to the end of the line to get on the airplane was that they had another one of those bomb-sniffing machines for the residue there by the entrance to the airplane. And they were pulling people out of line saying, Sir, can you go see that TSA agent over there in the corner? And they would walk over there and he would swipe their hands and put it in the machine. And the machine would say, there's nothing here. And they did it to JD again. Again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would would have to file a complaint of some sort for that. You know, the only thing that TSA has been really good at is catching their own agents and doing wrong. Like uh, doing uh, that uh, intentional groping and and uh, assault, uh, they have been good at catching their own people breaking the law. That's what they've been good at. <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they have they had complaints that certain agents were doing such and such, and then they had to do a little uh, uh, spy thing on them, and sure enough, you know, they, 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 that's what they're good at. Yeah. They, told, they had told JD that they put a, some kind of symbol on his boarding pass that, that was like, you're free to now. Now that we've yeah. totally violated you, yeah, we harassed you enough. Uh, you're free to get on the airplane. But no, when he got to the end of the line, they told him go to the machine in the corner, and they swiped his hands again and put the thing in the put ran the paper through. Man, it's like he got randomly selected twice. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> it, it is. It is just a. It, it, uh, honestly, it should it should be looked uh, looked into more seriously. But everybody has a way of life accepted it. As to be part of the harassment that you have to do if you have to travel. Thank God I don't have to travel anymore. You know, I might travel to Brookshire's or something like that. <laughs> but I don't need to travel in an airplane anymore. I'm glad of that. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's just gotten ridiculous. I mean, I I used to fly a lot. And it it wasn't as stressful as it is now. Where now, now the idea of just being randomly selected, which I know they've always done that, but it's never happened. I've never seen it done. I've, I've only ever seen them go, "Oh, uh, you didn't take you didn't uh, take something out of your pocket, so you know we gotta dig further." You know, I understand that they, kind of stuff, but to just grab it off of somebody's ID when the system tells you to, and then dig through everything to find something. Just keep going until you find something. That whole thing is just bullshit. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. I think a violation of our rights uh, to uh, illegal search. I mean, because if you don't have any probable cause to do anything uh, to, as I mean, you're not risking suspicions. You've been following the rule. You've been. Uh, you paid for your ticket. Everything's legit. You're. You're not wanted. I mean, all that kind of stuff. And and next thing you know, you're being harassed just because you want to travel back home. I mean, it's just the most retarded thing ever. Maybe what happened because, you know, when you do it online, you get, now everything's online. So you do you buy your ticket, and then they send you an on uh, digital boarding pass, right? And you have this email that you click, and then it asks you if you want to check in. Well, you can check in twenty four hours before the flight, right? You click check in, and it gives you your boarding pass number. So when you fly Southwest, you don't have a seat; you just have a. A number that you stand yeah, in line. Yeah, you just stand in line and, you know, and good luck. And then you go in and, and try to find your seat. So, JD is like Johnny on the clock with his check-ins because he wants to be in A group. He wants to get in there and, and find the seat that he wants. first seat and, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on the way to San Diego, he was A, he got it, you know, A group because that's what he does. He's like right there waiting online. He's waiting to click. He gets A group and uh, I got B group. So he saved me a seat, 
and there was there wasn't a sold out flight, so there's plenty of extra seats uh, when we went down. Coming back, it was like sold out. There was only one empty seat on the whole airplane. So he was like, I'm going to try to save you seat because he was A again and I was B again. But <laughs> the yeah, it didn't work out. He, he tried to save me a seat, but this big guy came and, sat and asked him to move because JD's like, I'm going to sit, I'll sit in the aisle seat. That's his, the way he blocks. And then when I come, he gets up and moves to the window and I sit in the aisle seat. Yeah. Nobody's going to come past me. Because right. nobody wants to sit next to me, and, and definitely and, nobody wants to sit between me and JD. You're right. Yeah, both and of you so, don't and, you know. Yeah. So he goes, just <laughs> just put your angry face on, and nobody will come mess with us. And so I sit there, and I mean mug people as they walk by, and ah, nobody comes in. Yeah. So that's that's how it worked out. Well, this guy came and, and bumped JD to the window and sat down. Well, he was a big dude, so I was like, there's no way... Both of their elbows were halfway oh, into yeah, the middle yeah. seat. So I go, I, as I walked by, I told JD, I'm not fitting there. <laughs> I mean, I would have been all over both of them. So I moved to the back or whatever. But earlier in the week, JD goes, hey, did you get to check in? And I go, yeah. He goes, it won't let me check in. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So he kept trying and kept trying. It would not let him check in. Wow. So he goes, okay. I've got to call him because, I don't, oh man, I don't want to be at the back of the freaking line. So he calls them, and they go, uh, sir, you paid extra for early bird check-in. You're already checked in. <laughs> so <laughs> he had been trying to check in. He totally forgot that he had pre-checked in wow. on an so early bird said, thing. So you got to check this guy out. It's too Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Too anxious to get on the airplane. Maybe. Uh, That's so. what put him on the radar. And, and see, we're speculating that they, they did a good job. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they did. I think it's all totally random. Oh, That's no. What I think. Yeah. Chances are that it's, yeah, it's those guys, man, a bunch of bullcrap. But, I, you know, yeah. maybe he did it to himself. Yeah. it's Because uh, then he had he was talking to the girl on speaker and he was like kind of flirting with her making her laugh oh, yeah okay. so i'm sure she was like <laughs> yeah. fuck you <laughs> i'm going to put him on the list <laughs> yeah okay it could be but see we're speculating that they actually have an efficient system i think that they're other than checking the boarding pass and id and then running you through your barefoot through that area there you know that should be enough that's enough harassment already taking your shoes off that that is almost asinine thing to do because of one failed bomber that idiot the shoe shoe bomber guy yeah and he was not even a bomber the guy was a dud and that thing didn't even go off he's trying to light it with matches and they beat him up you know it was just the dumbest uh you know they i wish somebody would do something like that on an airplane i'm on that would be to do a beating on him or... oh yeah. yeah i would love that too you know i i like i like the one where where you use your belt from behind and grab him, you know, hit, uh, get him around the throat oh, from yeah. behind the seat, from behind, and yeah. just pull as hard as you can. So oh, he, while they're in the oh, seat. Oh, yeah, while they're in the seat, yeah. yeah. I'd love to do that, man. I'd get my belt out, man. That'd be so much fun to do that. What if you don't yeah. have a belt? Well, I guess I use my, my, my I don't know, my socks. It'll <laughs> kill them. <laughs> No, I mean I've borrowed somebody's belt. No, but I, does anybody here have a belt? <laughs> a, a belt that would just hurt this guy. A wide strap leather no, belt, no, preferably. That, anybody, anybody that tries to take over an aircraft needs to get the living hell beat out of him. That's what I believe. None, none of this. Uh, he had a, a just cause or what? No, 
get a beat on your life, then if you survive that, maybe we'll hear your cause. Yeah. Well, the TSA is something special. Yeah, they are all right. We have a, JD and I have a, a new personal relationship with the TSA. Um, hoping they'll call me back. No, I, I, I think it, it needs to be brought up to it, uh, file as many complaints as possible. And legitimate complaints because, I mean, what you and him, he went through. Yeah, but I mean, this, who's going to give a crap about the complaint? You complain about, you're, you're complaining to, to who? Because you're going to call the TSA and complain to them. They are the problem, so they're just going to like, I mean. Well, I'm sure they have to record, I mean, even against their own will, they have to record all the complaints that come in, just like the airlines do. Look at airlines, man. They'll bend over backwards if you complain about anything. Yeah. And, but, but, I mean, th- there has to be some, some is, avenue. The TSA has been uh, uh, under scrutiny from passengers since its inception. People have hated the TSA and well, complained about it, and it hasn't changed at all. Yeah, I think I think there's got to be some uh, uh, advocacy groups out there that... that uh, that have more power than one person does. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, you know, I don't know, put it on Facebook or something. TSA, you know how Facebook is. TSA touched my no-no place. Yeah. Dot well, com. Y- you know, <laughs> groped. <laughs> Groping. <laughs> uh, no, that'd be, uh, no, I don't know what I would do if somebody was doing that. I don't know if I'd be going, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, right there. Oh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know because, you know, I was like, uh, I felt like they, they were, I mean, I kept laughing at JD and I was laughing at the dumb TSA tactics and they kept staring at me and I was like, I'm probably going to laugh my way into getting in trouble here. They're probably going to like start harassing me too, even though I've already been checked because it's one of those like, uh, when you disrespect somebody's authority, oh yeah, you know what I mean, oh, they're yeah. in that position, and and they can do anything they want to. Yeah, you know, there's no rules. Yeah, you know, oh that thing where they check you with the back of their hand—that's such crap. They're still touching you. It doesn't have to be the, their 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 palm. <laughs> oh, they're still touching you. What? A, oh, it's the back of my hand. Well, your hand doesn't have any feeling. The back of your hand doesn't have any feelings. Come on, that's BS. Let me touch you with the back of my hand. See if it doesn't. Yeah, I got back. <laughs> Bam. See if you don't uh, cry. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it back home. Yeah. And your dad too, you know. Yeah, me and Papa <laughs> Papa JD made it. We made. It. I thought for sure they were going to keep him there. I was like, man. <laughs> oh man. Papa was a road and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've gone long enough. Um. Oh yeah, we're way over time. Yeah. Well, uh, the moral of the story today is uh, if you're gonna fly, <laughs> okay, go early in the morning. All right. All right. When you're gonna fly, I'm telling you, go early in the morning. Take an early flight because getting your balls felt. Early on. By a stranger. Yeah, right Early on. in the day. We'll Might set well. you up for a fabulous rest yeah, of your day. because he couldn't get any worse after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe it could. Who knows? No. You get a phone number or something. Yeah. I mean, it's a grand experience, you know, despite all the other stuff. Just just the the action. 
So, you know how they say about asking a, uh, a male to check a male, female, female, right? They do yeah. that. But what about if the guy, that the male, is homosexual? He likes... It'd be like a woman touching you, wouldn't it? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of like having a girl do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in that case, it was okay. Yeah, there's there's a... <laughs> there's a, a chromosome and uh, maybe some genetic thing there. I don't know. <laughs> there may be some biology or something oh, separating man. this guy from being an actual female, but it it was close. Very close, yeah. <laughs> Other than the the short blonde hair and the beautiful blue eyes. Blue eyes. That's what. Ooh, that would have gotten me. Right there. <laughs> I think his name was Ray. Oh, Ray. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here All right, we enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. We've gone long enough. We've taken enough of your time. Uh, moral of the story, you're going to fly early in the morning. Early morning. Get your balls felt. Get it over. By a stranger. That's right. We'll set you up for a fabulous day. And wear loose clothing. Loose. Loosey goosey. Fitting clothing. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Molly Mafia podcast is brought to you by me. Our intro music is also written and produced by me. You can find the Tamale Mafia podcast on iTunes and Podcast Addict. The outro music is brought to you by Lim. For more great tunes from Lim, go to soundcloud.com slash get Lim. That's soundcloud.com slash get L-I-M-N. And as always, thanks for listening.